This is Defenders TV podcast, episode 69, looking at Daredevil, season two, the final episode, episode 13, A Cold Day in Hell's Kitchen. Welcome back, Defenders, to this episode of Defenders TV Podcast, where we're looking at the final episode of Season 2 of Daredevil, A Cold Day in Hell's Kitchen. I am one of your hosts, John. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. And rounding out, I'm Chris. All in the same room, boys. I know. No. Back back together. The three amigos. It's like the original days. <laughs> no. Before we're, we had internet, you know, we were like holding in a little... It was half the size of this room. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was. No editing for me this week because we are live on YouTube and live on Google Hangouts. If you want to come over and join us and uh, send us any thoughts and any feedback, you are more than welcome. Uh, great to have everybody in the same room. Yeah, absolutely. Once. And, um, of course, for the final episode. Yeah. Really... Um, Topping out season two of Daredevil. I thought it was really good. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not going to go too much into it because obviously I've got to do my out of five at the end and my defend. Mm -hmm. So what will it be? I wonder. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. We decided that we do a big kind of splash for our final episode of, uh, of Daredevil with the way we've been podcasting our episodes for the Netflix series. Uh, was we started with Jessica Jones when it was released back in November. Uh, we started about three podcasts that first day and then we've been basically doing podcast after podcast right up until now. Now we have, we've run out of Marvel shows to cover other than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> so, so Don't this, ask about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We may talk about that later. Um, but You're too much of a fan, that's obviously. True. Exactly, exactly. But we've basically done 40 podcasts on the uh, Defenders TV podcast, plus 20 podcasts over on our sister podcast, Gotham TV podcast. So we've done 60 podcasts since November of last year. So we thought we'd <laughs> go out with a bang. And put our... Tired, worn faces are on to YouTube. <laughs> I swear, usually we look better. It's I used just, to be younger, so it's much like younger. It's like 11 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. It's just, this is a special morning. Absolutely, absolutely. The sun is shining and we are podcasting. Yeah. Well, Inside course. again. We're the ultimate nerds. This is the best part. I, exactly. I, don't, I don't like the sun. It's a big, strange orb up there. Like, uh, uh -huh. Uh, that's why we close the curtains and, yeah. and get us into a small room. Uh, but yeah, great to have the listeners with us for this episode. And obviously some viewers uh, will hopefully be joining us throughout uh, throughout this podcast. Uh, this will be just like our normal podcasts where we talk about all of the spoilers of episode 13 of Daredevil. So if you haven't watched that episode of Daredevil, uh, come back later. This podcast will be available on our normal feed um, and will be available on YouTube straight after this episode is, is finished recording. Uh, and then we'll have the audio up later on in the week. Just join us for that. If you're an iTunes subscriber, subscribe through DefendersTVPodcast.com slash iTunes. You can subscribe to the, to the uh, iTunes link there. If you're not an Apple fan, uh, you can subscribe to us on any other good podcast catcher just by searching Defenders TV Podcast. Absolutely. And of course, there is the Facebook groups, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Defenders TV podcast. And of course, on Twitter, we are at Defenders Cast. Yes. And if you want to send us any feedback while we're off, uh, we will probably talk about it towards the end of the episode, what we're going to be doing while we're off on our little hiatus. Sleeping. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I'll stop editing. It's awesome. Uh, if you want to send us any feedback. Holidays. Yes. You can email us at <coughs> feedback at 
Gotham TV. No, not Gotham TV podcast. It's not Gotham. You can email us at feedback at defenderstvpodcast.com. Uh, or as John mentioned, you can join us on the Facebook group and we will still be on Twitter all the time. Follow us at DefendersCast. And of course, it won't stop there because we will, of course, be back in September for Luke Cage, which is the next uh, show to, uh, on uh, Netflix. Yes, September thirtieth. Really looking forward to that yeah. one too. A uh, little teaser at the end of uh, at the end of this episode, wasn't there for uh, for Luke Cage? That was quite yeah. cool. He mm. hates having to buy new clothes. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Pretty cool. Uh, I think it's time to get into the episode, guys. What do you think? Uh, we could wait I think we should fire away. fire away. <laughs> Anything else we want to get out of the way before we start up? No, I think that's it. Let's get started on this final uh, episode of Defenders. Good stuff. Right, so this episode, A Cold Day in Hell's Kitchen, was written by Douglas Petrie and Marco Ramirez, the season two showrunners. So uh, they've wrote, written quite a few episodes, and great to have them uh, doing this final episode. Uh, Peter Hoare was the director. He's directed three episodes of this season, probably the uh, the main director for this season. Actually, he's done quite a few. Uh, so again, having the full team together to kind of close out the series, you can tell there was a lot to cover in this episode. Um, so John, do you want to tell us what they gave us? Yeah, your the synopsis? old synopsis, yeah. The Hand make their move across Hell's Kitchen to control the Black Sky, Electra Natros, and also neutralise their greatest threat, Daredevil. They target the people saved by Daredevil, including Karen Page, to draw them out. As Murdoch and Natros learn of the plan, they make a pact to stay together after defeating the Hand, with Murdoch agreeing to leave New York with Electra. But as they free the hostages, the trap for Daredevil is exposed. Nobu arrives to lead the rooftop battle for possession of the Black Sky. But it ends in sacrifice as Elektra is killed, protecting Daredevil and the man inside. An enraged Daredevil, with unexpected help from the Punisher, takes on the remaining ninjas and Nobu, throwing Nobu from the roof, where he is topped off by Stick. As Natchez is mourned and laid to rest by Murdoch and Stick, more changes take place in New York. Nelson accepts the offer from Hogarth's firm. Frank Castle takes a CD-labeled micro from his family home to begin his journey as the Punisher, and Karen is also confronted with an unexpected truth as Matt Murdoch reveals his secret identity. Elsewhere in New York, a new beginning unfolds as the hand recovers Electra's body so she may fulfill her destiny. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> What's season three going to be about? I know. <laughs> There's a lot going on in this episode, and a lot of setup for season three, actually, uh, in a here, lot. I think. A, a lot, lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> Which we don't, still don't even know if we're getting season three. That's true, that's true. That's... This this could all be set up for the Defenders. You know? It could be. It's certainly a setup, a mini setup for the Punisher standalone Absolutely. series with um, a little CD. Uh-huh. I know. We'll we'll definitely be talking about that. So if this is your first time joining us, I'll say it for the last time on Defenders TV Podcast. No, for now. For now. For now. For now. For now. For now. Uh, the way we cover our episodes is we take five points each about the episode. Some good, some bad, some kind of in between. May have a bit of crossover, but by talking through all five of those points between us, we'll hopefully cover the f- everything we want to talk about about the episode. So I think for the final episode, John, do you want to kick us off with your first point? I will. It's uh, Jerry Hogarth. Um, I was uh, really pleased that she made an appearance and that it linked in with Foggy Nelson. Mm. I mean, the great thing about uh, these series is that they do have these crossovers of different characters, Claire Temple being the biggest, Mm -hmm. but also um, we've had Reyes, the DA, uh, appearing in Jessica Jones, and now we get... um, Jerry Hogarth from Jessica Jones. Mm. And the great thing about that as well now is we know she's in Iron Fist as well. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, is there possibilities for uh, Foggy Nelson to um, show up, 
maybe briefly in um in Iron Fist, which mm. would be really, really cool, I think. Um but even cooler could be that he has his name uh tacked onto the end of um Hogarth's firm. Yeah. Which was cool. That's really good. <clears throat> she <throat> obviously gave him a good offer. Yeah. Uh, the money is uh <sighs> pretty uh pretty sexy, uh-huh. I suppose, if money is sexy. Money's and sexy. um yeah, really cool. <laughs> I was just pleased she showed up and I, I liked how it tied off as well uh Foggy Nelson's story, I suppose, from um, um, really kind of showing his metal as a lawyer um, in the Punisher case, being let down by Mass. I thought it was a nice little round out for, for Foggy's uh, arc in this season as yeah. well. Have they confirmed Jerry or for Luke Cage? They haven't, but they, no. they only confirmed her for Iron Fist yes. this week. Um, they confirmed that, he, that she's definitely going to be involved. That's because she's in filming that. at the moment. Uh, yeah. And yeah. That they're probably going to get seen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm like. You reveal it so that everybody yeah. knows. Yeah. But no, if you think. Then the only connection with with Luke Cage at the moment is going to be potentially Jessica coming through, maybe. maybe yeah, but more Claire Temple. Claire Temple, definitely. Yeah, yeah. every other one usually has two. Uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe it's it's entirely possible. Um, I do believe that the lawyer that was in um Wilson Fisk's lawyer, I think he's been confirmed to appear on uh, on Luke Cage. So, but yeah, he's um, one of the arch enemies. Yeah, unless he gets superpowers. So there will that. be that connection at least. Okay, so that's another small one, small one. But that's one of the cool things about uh, about these shows <clears> when. When characters appear, it's quite cool. We were very, very lucky in the fact that we didn't get it spoiled that uh, Kingpin was going to appear in the show. Yeah, that was a cool yeah. reveal. We we were guessing that the offer <laughs> was coming from Hogarth's firm for uh, for Eldon Hansen, Eldon Hansen, sorry, Foggy Nelson, obviously. <laughs> uh, we were guessing that the offer was going to come from uh, from Hogarth's firm. I wasn't expecting that we would actually see Harry Ann Moss appear in the show. Um, no, at all. I didn't think so. And I mean, we've been talking about like mini setups here, like the Punisher, but even say with um, what happens to Electra at the end, you know, is that something that might tie into the mysticism that surrounds Iron Fist's mm. character? I mean, will the hand play a role in the Iron Fist, you know, a- along with Madame Gao? I mean, th- there's loads of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um I'm presuming, presumably not all of them obviously are going to maybe cross over and intertwine with all of them, but there's so many possibilities out there that they can at least sort of explore in the writer's room, which is quite cool for for them to do, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, One final point about the, about that actual scene with, uh, with Jerry Hogarth and, uh, and Foggy Nelson. I have to say, I thought Eldon Henson really felt like he was, um, himself was really Finding it difficult to play across from Carry On Ma- uh, Moss. Uh, I don't know. It seemed like he was almost a little bit starstruck by being across from her. Works really well for the character of Foggy because he's such a, a in a, such a small firm and is being hired by a big firm. But he just seemed like he was completely taken aback by all the lines she said. He just felt it looked really uncomfortable <laughs> in the scene. But it, but it worked. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't really, I didn't kind of notice that. Maybe she would have gone all, um, all Matrix on his ass. <laughs> um, that would have been quite cool. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Uh, Chris, do you want to take us on with your next points? Well, yeah. Um, that was actually pretty much one of my points as well. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. <laughs> what did you say? I beat you. I had to. Um, <laughs> it was satisfying to see her um, to that connection um, additionally from the name drops as well that we've had throughout the season mm. um, for me see, <coughs> what I'm hoping is that although they haven't confirmed Jessica Jones season 2 uh-huh. have they? yeah that's been confirmed that's filming yeah. in fact I think yeah. so th- this is the thing this, I'm trying to get this set up <laughs> in my head I know so 
Are you still jet lagged? Yeah, slightly. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got Luke Cage, September. Mm-hmm. Most likely Iron Fist. Is next up. Yeah. Is next up after that, so March. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Probably the, the Daredevil slot mm-hmm. from the Red this year. Then, then, that's the thing. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm trying to go, we, we discussed this briefly before, and I, this is the one thing I, I, I think, I think, I'm, I think it's Jessica Jones and then Defenders. I think they're kind of now not putting off Defenders anymore. So regardless of how many other shows are being announced, I think they're not putting it off, but Punisher's also been announced. Yeah. So I don't know when that's and happening. The, this, this finale set up season three, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, this is the bit that I'm like, I love all these crossovers. Mm-hmm. I really do, but I'm like, it's like, you know, when you're watching the trailers in a movie, mm-hmm. it's like, get on with it. <laughs> it's like it's trailer number five. And then it's like, oh no, we'll show you another ad. And then trailer number six. And I'm like, oh, how I just... is it all going to work? It's like, it's mind boggling. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. We could be podcasting like solidly for a year. Uh... <laughs> Done forty episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the big buy. It'd be fun. It would, be fun. No, I I love it. It's just for me at the moment. <laughs> the 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 potential issue I'm having is I've yet to see the full connection mm-hmm. between the universe, the universe as a whole. Yeah. So it's okay. We get Hell's Kitchen. That's the, the it's all going to be centered around there. Jessica Jones is a noir with elements of superhero is. Uh-huh. Uh, Luke Cage will be a gangster, a gangsta, uh, a type kind of show with vigilanteism and kind of superheroism mm-hmm. pulled in. Um, it feels like he's definitely going to take on mobsters, uh, drug dealers, yeah. that kind of stuff in, Har- in Harlem. Yeah. While he's kind of with his unbreakable abs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you have Daredevil. Or unshootable abs. Unshootable abs. Yeah. But then you have Daredevil now with... He's kind of leaning towards that kind of the the element of mysticism. Yes, yes. But we we're pretty much sure that the born again kind of storyline will probably be season three, which is not mystic, mystic, mystical at all. Mm-hmm. And then it's possible got, they could do half. They could do half the yeah, season. Yeah, okay. So do arc one yeah. and arc two. Punisher's just going to be straight out violent, violent. <laughs> and then Iron Fist is going to be mysticism and the Kung and all that yeah. where what drugs th- it all connects with drugs <laughs> yeah. well, it's, it's Psych- psychedelic psychotropic drugs there you yeah. Go. yeah whether it's that you have to take them to understand yeah, it it's okay. or whether <laughs> it's the main plot line yeah. it's all maybe. about drugs maybe <laughs> I think yeah but I think I think the one thing that Daredevil did get to set up this season is Obviously, Iron Fist, because Iron Fist is going to be very mysticism-led, or very kind of the mystical side. Well, you, um, we think. So. I mean, that's what we think, well, but... Um, we don't know. Who knows? Yeah, that's the bit I'm just missing. I, I don't know what... I, I suppose I really soon I need that one connecting thread mm-hmm. that will go through it all. I think we have to wait until Luke drugs. Cage and... <laughs> we have <laughs> well, I, suppose, I suppose I know, I know where you're going with the drugs, which is mm-hmm. saying, like, okay, it's the Steel Serpent logo on the cocaine. Or was it cocaine or heroin? Uh, heroin, I think. Heroin? Yeah. yeah. Um, that is connected. That, but that's not the connecting the story. Yes. No. That, that, that presumably is all going to come in the Defenders. Yeah, but, but you I think, kind of, I think you, we have to see the other two Defenders first. The other two we haven't seen yet, which is Luke Cage as a series and Iron Fist as a series. Once we see that, I think we'll get a much bigger picture for the, for the Netflix universe, I think. 
and I think it potentially is the mysticism. It, it's the big bad. It, it's whatever that the, the big hole that the hand was digging. You've yeah. got these elements where other world, and that's what the defenders always have been about. Mm-hmm. It's actually um, this secret defense force of um, different powers outside of the normal control of, say, the Avengers. So mm-hmm. I, I think the big bad is going to be something that is, is spiritual, um, that kind of thing. It, it has to be something that um, they have to band together to fight because on their own, being street-level heroes, I suppose, um, they aren't able to deal with it themselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, and we can continue on in a second. We never did get an answer on the whole. No, we didn't. No. no. They no. just left that hanging. Yep. God damn it. Unless, I, I don't know. I actually don't know. I was, I was going to say, is that where the uh, where the urn was buried and they dug it out? But we got absolutely no answer no. of where what was actually at the bottom of that hole. Except for a big hand coming out of it. Exactly. <laughs> you <laughs> won't let that, that go, yeah, will no, you? No, <laughs> no. For any of our listeners, and you go back a couple of episodes, mm-hmm. about two or three, you'll talk about <laughs> my whole theory about this is a massive hand... <laughs> Controlled by the hand that comes out of the hole. Uh huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Chasing after the Millennium Falcon. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> but Derek, what is your first point? Uh, my first point is actually just the plan of the hand in this episode. I thought it was a really good idea. You've you've seen in the past where they've had that kind of damsel in distress thing for the enemies of the of our hero, where they have one character, which you'd expect to be Karen Page. <laughs> I really love this idea where it's uh, let's go around the city and round up all of the people that he saved, put them on one bus. He'll definitely come then. You know, I love this idea. It's something new, I think. It feels new anyway. Um, and I, I completely misunderstood what was actually happening at the start of the episode. We have Nobu talking to the mysterious new, uh, new possible leader or at least the receptionist or secretary of, uh, of the hand. Um, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> the hand's left hand? The hand, the hand's left hand, yes. Yeah, or the right hand one. With the hand gun. <laughs> but where he's talking to her and he's reading the file and she's saying there's 20 in there and he goes, go out and take them all down. I totally thought that was going to be uh, the defenders. I thought it was going to be the powered people of New York that he was going to go after. I was expecting something completely different to happen. And ah, it okay. turned out to be all of the people that Daredevil yeah. had saved in the past. And um, I really did like it, though. And it gave us our our second appearance in the season of Turk Barrett. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. I was killed to see him Love back. That. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially because he's the one that saves them all. By being a criminal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Really With cool. his little tag around his, uh, his ankle. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was a really cool idea. Um, but there is some real brutality in that scene, showing the uh, the man standing up to the hand, um, the older guy who stands up to them. Who was he? You see, I don't. I, I kind of felt they didn't pick people that we'd recognize, because remember, uh, since Daredevil Season 1 and cutting into Daredevil Season 2, he has been on the streets and he has been saving people yeah. in yeah. stories that we weren't showing, I suppose, yeah. on, on screen. So I'm, I don't think I recognised him from no, any, any of the episodes. that's what I was trying to... Yeah, I mean, even actually, I didn't actually recognise Turk so much immediately. I mm. was like, well, that must be Turk. But, like, um, I didn't recognise him. But I thought the, 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 the killing, the shot to the head of the old man, um, I thought that was quite shocking, actually. It, was, yeah. it really was, like, this huge power play from this new character mm-hmm. uh, with the, the red hair, the, the lady. Um, I thought that was quite shocking, and I really liked um, Karen's kind of wince and expression as that happens, Absolutely. like, really bad. Yeah. And even then, were they they notice as well Turk's got the the Ooh, tag yeah. on and they start 
chomping away, so yeah, slicing into his flesh. That's Ugh. probably my wince moment for the episode, that particular scene, definitely. Uh, one of the other things about it is that, that that moment where the older man stands up, it really felt like that scene from uh, Avengers, where uh, Loki is trying to trying to control the crowd, and oh, the one yeah. man stands up and says, um, uh, sorry, Loki says to the old man, uh, you've never seen anybody like me, and he says, there's always people like you, yeah. in reference to the Nazis, in reference to, to those kind of people. It felt like that scene, and then they flip it on his head, where he just gets shot in the head, you know? If Loki was as evil a villain as the Hand are, and as Nobu, as Nobu is, um, that's what he would have done in that scene. He would have just killed him. Um, pretty, sure did, pretty sure Disney would have had a few words about that. Right? He, did, he did try. And Captain it's America not two people him, so. in the head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably not. But they, they, own, they own the Netflix shows as well, yeah. so they let it happen. I, per, just on that, mm-hmm. I personally would have preferred the, the, the girl, the young girl who was being chased in the very first episode. Mm. That would have brought it as a nice circle back to the beginning from the beginning to the end it, w- it would have been nice to have I didn't some, see her I tried some recognisable characters yeah the, 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 the tent seemed to be loads we didn't get many uh, focus on anybody really other than Karen yeah. Turk and the older man that got shot um, but yeah it would have been nice to have a face in the crowd that you yeah. recognised the girl who was chased into the church if yeah. we had seen her that would have I, I, in my head I was going no, that that would have made more sense. Even if she had died, yeah, that yeah. would have made more slightly more impactful. Mm-hmm. The the fact that they just killed off an old man who I wasn't quite sure who right, he was, right? And I, like I, I'm I'm pretty sure someone's going to turn around and go, "Well, he was from this episode, and we just missed it." I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's fine." I just don't remember his face. Let's right. just say that he's not memorable. Right. Yeah. But I yeah. thought just the woman would have been better. Mm-hmm. No, I t- definitely take that point. I do like the plan, though. I think the, the plan was quite yeah, cool. Yeah, the plan was very cool. Gian, uh, do you want to take us on with your next point? Yeah. Um, it's the rooftop scene, but not the one we're all thinking about. Okay. Um, I love the, the rooftop scene where Matt is getting continually frustrated by all the sounds of the city. Oh, yes. Um, I think they talk about the electricity of the city pulsating, and he's kind of totally frustrated and then Electra has this calmness about her. Um, and I, I really like that because it all plays on his senses, which we've only seen a few times mm. here uh, in, in this season. And I thought it was just really nice that um, it just kind of contrasts with some of the other scenes that we've had with um, between Electra and Matt Murdock, where it's been quite confrontational. And here she's starting to help uh, him out. And I think it leads to sort of nicer moments, which I think uh, you will probably talk about mm. later on, where you really get this pact beginning to form between Electra and Matt. They're just kind of recognizing their differences. And I think this has played out on this, this rooftop as well, where he's kind of really trying hard to save these people again and getting frustrated yeah. by it. And she's just this calm, cool collected killer um, and she just has these different kind of uh, views but they, they kind of work it's that opposites attract thing mm-hmm. uh, and I love that sense of the city pulsating and being way too much for him to handle mm-hmm. that his powers do have a limit if there's too much uh, chatter about and and just the fact then that she helps him to calm him down so that he can focus uh, and they find um, obviously were the help holding the hostages and um, through through the police uh, CB radios yeah. and stuff so I really I really just enjoyed that I thought it was a 
nice um, moment between the two uh, principal characters. Again, rounding it off really quite nicely. I thought it was kind of fairly poignant and it leads to more poignant moments like along this episode, which I thought was right for these two characters, definitely. Uh, Absolutely. No, I really like the scene. It's it's reminded me of um, uh, Man of Steel, the uh, the most recent or the the first Superman remake, I suppose, um, where the, the scene where he's being overwhelmed by everything he can hear and his mom is the only person that can calm him down in that scene, which I love. I love that scene itself. Uh, and it really does feel that that's a, a, a real big thing for Electra and Matt to have a scene together where it shows why he's in love with her. It shows why the two of them are made for each other, even though they don't want to be together or shouldn't be together, because uh, everything goes to, goes pretty bad if uh, if they are together. Um, but it, it, they really needed that, I think. Uh, and they've had a couple of moments in this episode where everything just uh, drops away and the two of them get some scenes together. Elodie Young and... Um, Thank you, Charlie Cox. Cox. You see, how did I forget his name? I've just been calling him Matt and Daredevil. I know, I know. Um, (laughs) But it's just just the two of them, I think, in this episode particularly, have some fantastic moments where they're really, uh, their acting is just fantastic. Ellie Young is brilliant in in this show. I really want to see her back. Yeah, really like that. Um, One thing, what did you think about her trench coat? (laughs) <laughs> her matrix coat yeah it yes. was very matrixy um yeah. it seemed weird it seemed um like she shouldn't be wearing it jumping around all the roofs mm. uh, like when she slides down is following matt i i just kind of thought this is like going to do karate or something like this in a duffel coat or something. <laughs> um, it, it just didn't, it seemed a bit weird to me, but I mean, that's just. No, I know what you mean. And I actually think we had a quick conversation about this. This is after Electra's got her new outfit. This seemed like totally incongruous with the Electra character. She's generally seen walking around in very reasonably skimpy clothes, not as skimpy as the character of the comic books, but, um, well. but she's just gotten a new outfit. She gets a new coat and puts it over the top of her new outfit. That's totally for the audience to uh, have the big reveal later on when she takes off the coat yeah. to reveal her outfit. It doesn't make sense. You're absolutely right. It doesn't make sense that she would be wearing the coat. Uh, but it is a cold day in Hell's Kitchen, so maybe she just... That's true. <laughs> that is true. And it is Christmas. <laughs> yes, that's right. God, so that's she needs terrible. to wrap up well. <laughs> what? Sorry. just... There you go. But Chris, do you want to take us on to your next point? I just want to kind of tag on to one bit, and because I didn't get to chat to you guys about the last episode, mm. um, Matt being able to hit the learning greater usage of his powers. Oh yes, that's nice. So fo- focusing on the heartbeats, mm-hmm. and then this one focusing on like a large or, or on a certain sound miles away. Mm-hmm. For me, that was. The birth of the daredevil, yes. like properly, because yeah. yeah. you can even see the the one thing I have to say is nice that they they changed his fight style further in the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. So he was remember I was giving out about being the boxer and not doing the flip kicks and yep. stuff. He's now doing the flip kicks oh, and he's yeah. now doing the kind of karate chops to the neck and and he's doing a lot of swinging. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. He's a swinger. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I was so happy. I was. I, I actually. I glee kind of like. Yee. Um, but no, I just. I think that was really, really nice that they're, they're. Let's say okay. Say it took thirteen episodes in season one to get him in the suit, mm-hmm. and now it's another thirteen episodes to get him into his weapon of choice which Absolutely. we'll discuss later yes, but also then the fighting style that we are, we know and understand so I think probably next 
in season three, we'll get a bit more of him doing the parkour and <laughs> running around a bit more. Like, because we got one nice scene of when he was on the rooftops running to the the building. Yes, yeah, yes, and we got this when he kind of jumps and then slides down. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I thought it, I was like, go backflip or something. I, I think you should go into your other point uh, yeah. about the about the outfit, the um, the swing, and uh, his new weapon, Chris. Okay, okay. I'm going to skip on to my things. So we get the Billy Club. Yes, yes yeah. we do. Uh-huh. I was so happy when we went to Belvin and then I was like, okay, so he was just going to do an extra suit. Mm-hmm. And then he took out the box. I was like, <gasps> what's in there? Yeah. Is, is it a snooker cue? I, well, yeah. I, was, I was hoping more that the club, <laughs> not the club, the cane. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine they had the old style cane where it kind of connects, it connects? I was thinking that, but. Remember, Potter doesn't know yeah. that Matt is blind. Yeah. Even though he spent loads of time with him, he's yeah. made loads of suits for him, he knows his size pretty well. Um, he doesn't know that Matt's blind. Which Inside is... team? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, no, no, it's all about Betsy. Um, but oh. yeah, I know what you mean. It's uh, it, it was a really cool scene to get to finally have Daredevil with his full, uh, his full compliment and his full, uh, his, his Billy Club. Definitely. Particularly the comment from Melvin Potter saying, um, the uses for this are endless, which I thought was great to set up. We see tons of uses for the Billy Club yeah. in this episode, yeah. and there's still loads more that he can use it for in, in season three. I, I loved lectures, was mine. Like you <laughs> just see, like a, a child in a sweet shop, Absolutely. really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also kind of looking to see whether it 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 looks anything remotely like the um, the Daredevil movie. I know that's really sad. Oh, I know what you mean. But just that had like kind of little devils on the the sort of crown of the Billy Club. Yeah, and I kind of I was kind of looking to see, oh, is it like that? But thankfully, it wasn't. Well, actually, that was quite cool. Yeah, Yeah. it was. But um, I was seeing if there were any parallels, but I I didn't see any. No, for this for me, it was it was amazing. Again, it's a nod back to uh, Daredevil issue one. Um, where they show off the Billy Club and they show that it can turn into yes. the ninja when in the yellow suit one. Mm-hmm. Um, and fun trivia, it was mm-hmm. it was created by Jack Kirby apparently. Oh, really? So that's the rumor. Oh, that's so cool. Even though Jack Kirby didn't pen or ink, I should say, uh, no pen, um, Daredevil issue one. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he came up with the idea for the Billy Club and how that it would be part of the cane yeah. and that it could be turned into a, a kind of like a grappling hook, which they mentioned, which yeah. I was like, yes. That was quite and cool. then the nunchucks, which is even better. Mm-hmm. And then they could be fully separated. Yeah. I was like, yes. Very cool. The one thing that concerned me, uh, was the little, the little comment from Potter that, uh, he didn't have another one. This is a prototype. This is the only one. And the first battle that Daredevil goes in and drops it after hitting two guys. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> like, be careful with that. There's only one of them in the world. <laughs> be careful of your toys. Yeah, yeah. I was more going, like, he, so, yeah, he, he throws away a lot. I'm like, going, mm-hmm. you're not Batman here. You I can't know. just leave bat symbols everywhere. <laughs> Daredevil, see, that's how they start to end up knowing. Daredevil ends up just leaving lots of bitty clubs all over Hell's exactly. Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's one prototype by... 25 here yeah. in the evidence locker. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Maybe that's what he'll do. He'll just store them in the evidence locker yeah. in the police police department, maybe. But the biggest part of this, uh, the part I was most happy about, was the swing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It just... Okay, it looked very wire-esque. Mm-hmm. And okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what do we expect? <laughs> like, I was going to be like... It wasn't like... It was parkour, real. Like, it Wee! was real. It was, yeah, of course. <laughs> but it was just... It, 
Yeah, I don't know what it was about. I think it was just probably the way Charlie Cox kind of portrayed it. Mm-hmm. But it looked like he wasn't sure when he was running. There was this element of, eh, eh, <laughs> and then jump. So, you know, there was a moment uh, that I thought you'd watched ahead. If, if you're joining us for the first time, listeners, the way we watch our episodes is we watch one episode, a podcast about it. We watch it as many times as we want to, and we don't watch ahead. And Chris had made a comment in about episode four of the he show. I did. Saying, uh, the one thing we haven't seen from Daredevil is him uh, throwing his billy club up, swinging around a pole, and then running. It seemed so specific. And then when we saw the scene, I was going, Chris, watch this. I know he did. Yeah. It's only this morning that I found out that Chris definitely didn't watch ahead. So I'm, uh, I'm delighted that we've been following my rules. Yeah. <laughs> I loved how the camera tracked around as yeah. well and follows him. And then mm. as he touched the ground, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It was worth it. I think in the end, and I think, like I said, this is the evolution of. Again, the evolution of Daredevil, the evolution of Jesse Jones and Iron Fist and Luke Cage. It's their origins. Mm-hmm. So when do you think he will be in the really tight uh, suit? The spandex. Yeah, the spandex. This, this was pretty tight. Uh, there I think moments in the episode that I was, I was wondering uh, it's kind of, Charlie gets into that. It's kind of like the, the, the sort of the, the bust of him in the opening credits where, yeah. like, I'm there kind of, when's he going to get into that kind of real comic his, book his sort wax of uh, latex yeah. or, um, you know, lycra, I should say, not latex. Um, the lycra um, daredevil suit. So maybe that will come in season three. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I'm thinking they're going to keep it. Be like Ned lines. Flanders. Um, in, in, <laughs> it's like wearing nothing at all. Oh, no. Nothing, nothing at, at all. all. Nothing at all. Speaking of new outfits, my next point is Electra's new suit her actual her actual new suit um, it kind of held to get it it didn't seem hugely different from the last suit except a little bit more um, kind of floaty bits around it uh, what did jump out of me we've done 13 episodes of the podcast obviously now so we've pulled out little bits as we went along uh, I remember Chris being particularly angry on an episode that we were we were talking about about the fact that Matt's a bit um, it, it does things that are a little bit unfair with Electra. He drags her into fights when she's basically wearing a dress. Yeah. Um, yeah. because she's such a good fighter. Uh, he, I think the exact uh. comment you made was, cover up your arms, woman. <laughs> <laughs> There's people coming at you with swords. She gets her new costume. She has high gloves. The design mm-hmm. limitation. Yeah, high gloves. Uh-huh. She's got no coverage on her arm. And that's where she gets cut. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You were absolutely right, Chris. We need you in Melvin Potter's workshop. Seriously. You know, cover up your arms. He's covered head to toe. You've seen those gloves. If yeah. He gets, if he He's got a helmet arms. as well. Exactly. His wife, he should even cover here. I'm pretty sure, like, you're looking at Daredevil, you're going, armor, armor, armor. Uh-huh. Oh, look at his chin. If we just <laughs> scrape him there, I'm pretty sure we could, like, hit, nick an artery or something. A like poison that. dart. Yeah. Straight to the yeah. It's like, what's he going to start, like, going, no, my stubble will cover it all. And no one will be, like, come on. Although, yeah, no, his stubble's pretty, uh, pretty strong now. But then he would look like a red stormtrooper. Uh, true. And they just die. Yeah. Well, they can't hit things. That's yeah. exactly. But yeah, no. Like Electra kind of really seemed like she'd been shortchanged with regards to uh, the materials, because <laughs> um, even like, she's got no head yes. protection either. Yeah, apart from her little face mask. But it was just the face mask. It wasn't. That wasn't even yeah. upgraded. Exactly. That's to cut out the smog of New York City. Yes, but I'm I'm, I'm guessing, and I know again, Potter does mention earlier on in the season that he's now created a fabric that he's able to use on suits that it mimics a normal suit, but it does. It is bulletproof almost. You know, that's that's what I presume he's using on Electra's um, Electra's new costume. So there is a better benefit than her just going out and buying something in Marks and Spencers or in Pennies, um, you know, and but, wearing it. Okay, um, she gets shot here. Yay, she saved. She uh-huh. gets shot here. It's yeah. like, oh. 
<laughs> but the, I, the one the one thing I say I did like is that they gave her um, uh-huh. this kind of like I don't know how would you put it it's like a very Chinese orientated dress mm. uh, where the the legs are open yes. but there's a piece of material in the middle yeah yeah yeah, yeah. big reminder of uh, of the old uh, electric costume I'm just looking behind us at the at the electric costume yeah uh, on uh, on our shelf over here and it is it it is reminiscent of it it's yeah. not exactly like it. Um, I do like, and we will probably talk about that particular scene later on, but I do like the fact that she ends in red, in full red, oh, yeah. uh, at the oh, end of this episode, because that's her costume. Um, the one weird thing about this is, how did they not know that Electra's part of the hand? Her favourite colours are black and red, and that's what her costume is, and every member of the hand is wearing a version of that costume, so she must have known. No, I'm talking like full black with a little bit of red. That is yeah. the hand costume. That's the that's what they all seem to get when they get inducted into the hand. Is their their own costume that looks exactly like. Uh, well, then you know, there's the hand tailor. He goes, yes. "What would you like it in? Black, red, black and red." Okay, yes. there you go. It is a cool color. Uh, I, I would definitely wear it myself. Uh, John, do you want to take us on to the next point? Yeah, a quick a quick one. Um, it made me chuckle. Um, is Officer Mahoney, uh, where he turns to Karen as she's. Um, legging it out of the building after being freed uh-huh. um, and says, is there any shitstorm that you aren't a part of? <laughs> and I thought, given what I kind of said at the end, um, at, well, at the, in the last episode, I just thought this was like, go Officer Mahoney. <laughs> you you speak the truth for yes. all those viewers. Um, she does like to get herself embedded into a lot of shit. She really does. She really yeah. does. I don't think she had much choice this particular episode. She was barreled <laughs> Into a, into a bus along with everybody else that Daredevil That's ever true. saved. But yes, you're absolutely right. She does tend to find, to find herself in a lot of trouble. Um, not necessarily the damsel in distress. The, oh, no, you know, not Which at is all. quite cool. At least they give her a little bit of, uh, of stuff to do when she has been captured or is being involved in these scenes. Um, so that's that's at least a good thing. Yeah, but, but they could just tag Karen Page now um, and, and follow her because then yeah. they could catch most of the criminal elements of New York City mm-hmm. um, <laughs> just simply by tagging her and GPSing her. Yes. You know, yeah. at some point in the dead of night, they will be able to catch, I don't know, whether it's Nobu, whether it's Turk, mm-hmm. whether it's the Punisher, whether it's whoever it may be, that they will be able to track her yeah. and track them. Yeah, absolutely. But I like that little touch. I just thought it was really nice. And certainly given the fact that, you know, um, I, I thought as well, just Officer Mahoney in this episode, just with, you know, he, he's the... Um, speaking with Daredevil and he's like, you're the person that I've got to come to now. That this, this kind of realization that he, in a sense, he's almost uh, embedded into uh, Daredevil as well with yeah. regards to the information that he gets and, and the exchange. Um, but he got a big, pretty bad beating, uh, from the hand as well. Like, oh, like, his arm in the sling, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And I thought it was just nice having this moment with Officer Mahoney and uh, Daredevil in this episode yeah. as well. It's definitely something from the comic books, having the hero of your comic books, having some kind of connection in uh, in the police precinct of the city. I think that's... <laughs> Commissioner Gordon! <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, it is great to have that connection for Daredevil. He needs it. He needs to have some kind of connection there. One of the other things that made me laugh in this episode was... Uh, when Daredevil singles out where uh, everybody's being kept, um, the, the, the cops have already turned up uh, because of the bracelet that uh, the Turk has has um, turned back on again. Uh, they both get shot. One of the cops calls in the uh, the uh, other police, the other GCPD members. 
GCPD? NYPD. NYPD. Oh my goodness, this is, this is not Gotham. No, this is not. becoming an amalgamation episode. <laughs> it is. Well, we've got Jim Gordon as well, that's, yeah. why, I, that's why This I is like it. Doctor Strange face. This, <laughs> yeah. this is the amalgam comics. Yes, it is. Um, but they make, he makes the call. He's got shot, his partner's gotten shot by an arrow. He makes the call into the NYPD to, for the cops to come down saying, Officer Den, that's usually the fastest call in New York. Yeah. And Daredevil beats them there, running across the roofs yeah. of the city. So that comment that Matt that that Matt made to Madame Gale about in an hour I can have a hundred cops here, and we laughed at it going an hour to take to get cops <laughs> across the city. That's that's pretty that's pretty bad. It's absolutely right. It, do, it is a pretty slow city for cops to uh, to respond to a crime, even when one of their own is being shot. Yeah. What scared me was what was scared me when we laughed was arrows. It's kind yeah. of like okay, anytime now that they they know. Anytime they hear someone's being shot with arrows or mm-hmm. a sword, pretty sure he'll be Mahoney's gonna be able to go. All right, yep, that Daredevil. Yeah. Daredevil's yep. got it. It's now, fine. There's gonna be lynches <laughs> on the roof. We leave it to him. Stay away. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Chris, do you want to take us on to your next point? Yeah. Um, okay. We're gonna to have to do this in two parts. So probably like we'll st- discuss one part and okay. then we can discuss this other part after. Okay. Two parts. Yes. Yeah, so two parter. Um, so the scene just before they go on the rooftop mm-hmm. between Electra and Matt. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he I'll go away with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was for me for a great. Okay. Sorry. From a storytelling perspective, it was amazing. Yeah. It was. It was uh, Matt kind of saying that he's giving up his life. He he is going to stay with Electra. He's going to. I think, what was the line, something along the lines of, uh, I'll, uh, there, I, 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 I enjoy this too much. Yeah. Uh, to give it up. It, it's kind of, it's, it was the sentiment. It was, you know, I do know that I'm free with you. Yeah. It, it's kind of the, the, these two sort of oddballs in society that have always felt sort of apart from society and that in this moment where they're essentially under threat, um, you know, about to go into battle. It's kind of like that. What, what do they say in the Lord of the Rings? Um, it's it's the final breath before the deep plunge. Yes. Or something. It's kind of and they, and they have this moment um, where they really ultimately find out that they are good for one another. It doesn't matter that they have different views. That mm. ultimately they they are kind of this yin and yang that they yeah. balance one another out when they're together. Yeah. Um, and I I love that. Um, that they kind of come to this that I'm free with you. That you know you in a sense uh, make me. Uh, who I am yeah. and a better person. It was, the sentiment of it was like fantastic. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Definitely. And this was, this was one of my, one of my points as well. Um, because particularly Ellery Young uh, in this scene, I loved how it's played. She is terrified and we haven't seen yeah. Electra yeah. scared before. We've seen her so confident in every single endeavor that she's gone through in the show. Yeah. She is lying against the wall, shivering and shaking with fear. Uh, Matt is calming her down and saying, we can work together. The two of us can run away. All we've got to do is take down those hundreds of hand uh, members outside that door. Um, but I love it. I love that she kind of starts to laugh. And that's that's the whole purpose, I think, of the scene. It feels like he's just trying to make her kind of calm herself down as well. So very much the kind of bookend to the scene where yeah, she helps definitely. him out. Um, because she makes the point at the end of it where she goes, you love the city of New York. You could never leave it. Uh, he responds to her saying that uh, there is one more one one thing that's more important to me, which is you. Um but I, I don't believe him. I think he's, I, I don't. Aww. I don't think he would leave New York for her. 
But they uh, wanted to go to sexy places to hide true. as well. Including the UK. London. London. Uh, London. Tunisia? No, that, the beaches are sexy. Okay. Maybe the, it's the, the old the, Star Wars. The, the, I, the ISIS... In the ISIS element, not so not much. Not no. Especially the ISIS element in the Star Wars set. No. Yeah, no, not so. yeah, they could hide out in the Star Wars set. <laughs> she could be Aunt Beru. <laughs> Get some blue milk. <laughs> um, Madrid's pretty sexy. Yeah, um, I'll give you that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the, it is, actually. Um, the place is absolutely sexy. Um, bizarrely, the food, not so much. Oh, that's true. That's I've true. had... Uh, anyway, moving on. Oh, um, London's kind of sexy with the shard. Yeah, I suppose, but what and I found... Her... And the bill. Oh, God. Um. <laughs> that, these are deep cuts, people. Deep cuts for our UK viewers. So one of the uh, one of the best things about being live on YouTube is those are the kind of things I edit out. Yeah. So uh, thanks for joining us live. Listeners yes. to, uh, he can't do it I this time. Do I can't do it. Um, we the, have the power the, the of grey school. <laughs> the bit that I... Uh, her accent slips when she was doing the UK. Talked about London. Mm. Let's go to London, dear. <laughs> Did you hear that? London. She went literally. Really? So she her accent goes really Londonesque, Londonesque, Londonesque. Right. Kind of I'm like okay. I didn't so yeah, I caught it because I was like going your accent because you know the the odd time when Charlie Cox his mm. accent will slip. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So this was one of those moments, and but it seems so. I was so wrapped up in the, what was happening. Yeah, I was like. Hold on, and I rewind 30 seconds. I was uh-huh. like, yep, there yeah. you go. She screwed up, and I just didn't want to redo that scene. I wish uh, she had pronounced it like Nick Frosted in Hot Fuzz, where it says, we go to London. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I do love, I have to say, sorry, just to clarify, I love Matt uh, Murdoch's, sorry, I said it again. I love Charlie Cox's accent as a New Yorker. I think he does have a great accent. Yeah. It, does, it only slips very occasionally yeah. in yeah. the centre of the show. So just in case I've uh, I've said that it falls all the time, uh, it doesn't no, fall. No, 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 no. It's on occasion. It's on yeah. occasion. Austin yeah. Powers as well. No, oh, a sexy. there you go. There, okay. Yeah, yep, baby, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the, so, so we looked up with that, right? So that, that scene was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That scene also blatantly traffic light for me that she was dying in this episode certainly it was just like it was like literally like this is the calm before the storm Mm -hmm. this was I was like oh they're gonna cut her off yeah Basically, Matt, said, Matt says he loves her and he's going to run away with her. Yep, she's a goner. Yeah, definitely. Boom, boom. I, I but think it's I, fine. She'll be back. Yeah. I think I made the point throughout this episode about three or four times I said I wish they would stop talking about death because she's going to die. Yeah. The first time we see her, she's standing on the roof of Matt's apartment about to jump off. It's like, you're going to die in this episode. Yeah. I know you are. Um, Can we talk about death? Talking. We will talk about Can death we? and rebirth, possibly. Because... Um, Tom, do you want to give us your next point then? <laughs> well... Presumably all setting up for her to come be and be reborn, resurrected as she gets locked away in the urn for it to do its magic. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the one moment I did think that maybe zombie Electra could come back <laughs> and given all the, uh, all the gravestones in that cemetery, which was like absolutely jam packed, I thought this was the perfect opportunity to move into Marvel zombie. Oh. Uh, and you could have zombie Electra and Matt. Um, living happily ever after. But I mean, seriously, I suppose coming back to the main point, right. it would be, um, just that we have the death of Electra. I loved, um, their fight on the rooftop. I loved their kind of tag team, yeah. uh, that they were doing. Mm. Um, like you, you mentioned that point where she comes in, um, and, and knees Nobu out the way. 
really, really enjoyed their, yeah, their tag team fighting the, going on. There's a kind of slow motion kick from Daredevil, then followed up by a knee to the head from um, mm. from Electra, yeah. and then the punch from Daredevil. It she kind of, of swoops in from the side, and it's just really well choreographed the way it's done. Um, and I think ultimately, then just the fact that she does that final sacrifice like in the context of that scene and um, mm-hmm. before they go out to battle um really just really cool and um, i love the fact that she also kind of does the um the dying slap yeah. for, for nobu but that really um, knocked him out of the way i know i was like how strong is she right now so i was wondering about that actually. yeah but i'm kind of thinking is this the fact that nobu's just killed their future leader he's i don't know whether he is knocked unconscious on the ground by the slap. He is knocked quite far by it because she's pretty powerful. But I'm wondering whether he's also kind of going, oh, God, what the hell have I just done here? Is he just on the ground going, oh, why did I do that? I've just ruined our entire plan for centuries was to get this one person to lead us. <laughs> I've just stabbed her. Uh, and now she's dying. Uh-oh. Um, they're but, not going to like this. No. <laughs> but I was thinking that <laughs> Melvin's material was supposed... I thought it would have stopped... Her size. Yeah. Mm. I kind of thought it would have done that because you saw with uh, Wilson Fisk in season one, you no know, way. Oh, that the suit really does. Knifey, knifey. Yeah. Um, protects him from, uh, from the knife. Now, yeah. but I, I don't know how tough the material is, mm. but I, I, there was part of me that kind of went, would that not have been sort of deflected by by this material? It went in through the arm. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not a kill shot. Yeah, but... I know, because it goes like... Yeah, could have, could have done that. Um, and I, I did think it's that sort of classic moment where time seems to slow down when someone dies, that there's obviously the big moment which has to be captured on film, but that, you know, I was thinking... Well, surely Nobu can just come up now and then stab Matt. Yeah. Um, so there was an element of, so of maybe, that, but so that you that have does... to give the space for that big scene to happen. So I, I'm, or I'm maybe, just being silly. Really. Or maybe that just plays into my point that uh, that maybe Nobu's going, "What the hell have I done? Yeah, oh, my exactly. plan's ruined. I better get off this roof and run away." Um, maybe. I, but... I thought it was more the Black Sky part. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we never f- truly figured out what Black Sky was. We've had some amazing theories. Over the last two um, seasons, chance of thunderstorms. Yeah, I think. yeah. It might be. in humans, mm-hmm. uh, everything. I, I, that's why I thought this is where the black sky, like she, as she was dying, her strength came out. And yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. Maybe, maybe. But one of the one of the things that we do know from this episode, and, and what I really liked about the scene, you you spoke about earlier on. Um, uh, John, the the scene where Electra kind of reveals the fact that she doesn't want to be the Black Sky because regardless of what happens to her, whether she leads them or whether they stick her in a cage uh, in the center of the hand's uh, main location, they're still going to do terrible, awful things in her name. So does she just go with it or does she kill herself? It's kind of the choices that she feels she has. She either goes with it or kills herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when Matt is kind of saying to her, maybe we join up. And we take them out, not on Stick's plan, um, which is quite cool. I, I really like the idea that, yes, we don't know exactly what the Black Sky is, but we know they're going to use her as kind of the idol to kill loads of people behind. You know? Definitely. That was quite yeah. cool. Sorry, the centre of the hand, the palm. There you go. <laughs> Come oh, on, they call their headquarters the palm. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, the knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the, thing. The, the, that's the fringe edges. Um, the one bit I did like to say is that they killed her with the sigh. Yes, yes, yes. Very yeah. reminiscing of the bullseye kill in the comic books, which mm-hmm. I was very happy. Obviously, they didn't do the whole, yeah. and then like the, the point, which I would have probably preferred. 
Like if they had a, if Nobu had a stabbed her up and kind yeah. of like the this, and then kind of had her on his head, and then you had the 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 other the other the side coming through with mm. pushing through one side of the fabric. Yeah, yeah. like that would have been an amazing comic book esque mm. moment, similar to like the the Civil War scenes that we saw. Yeah, but I think they did that in uh, in the Daredevil movie. Um, that they did that exact scene and showed the fabric not breaking with the side going through. I think maybe you, you've got two options here. Either it goes through or it doesn't, uh, which is to John's point about, uh, about Potter's fabric. If it goes through, then it goes all the way through. It can't, it, it can either do one or the other. Like, why would he, why would he make the back more powerful? But it was an accidental it, kill though. So, yes. I mean, in the sense, that, when he stabs yes. into her, yeah. he's not going to go, Oh no. Um, <laughs> oh! As he really <laughs> sticks it in. Um, so, uh, it, like, it, she was sacrificing uh, her, herself to protect Matt, yeah. um, even though she's probably got the the less protection. Yes, yeah. yeah the, the the death speech, by the way, kind of cheesy, not good, nice, but kind of cheesy. Mm. Just, um, it was a bit of a death trope. Lie back. I'm gonna no, no. I was like, oh, <laughs> he, I, we had he, to get at least one trope in here. Could, give it to them. I, it was kind of nice. And like, Michael, like kind of the quivering <laughs> lip. I was like, okay, cute. But like, just. I like the rage afterwards. And uh, I, um, I thought that was, yeah. that made sense. The devil inside really came mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Um, that, that was cool. And I loved um, just the fact that he just went after uh, Nobu. Oh. He, he needs to learn to breathe through his nose, though. <laughs> I like I like that, though. I like that. I like the fact that after the battle, he's really kind of like pumping the air through his, through his mouth. Mm-hmm. Feels like he's done something. It's yeah. also like the Punisher scene uh, where he took out the two guys in the oh, cafe, yeah. where yeah. the Punisher's so heavy breathing, and that's yeah. when that's when Karen realizes realizes he's got a bit of a monster inside him. I like Charlie Cox heavy breathing. And <laughs> <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Uh, Derek, speaking, so Derek, what's your next point? <laughs> yes, speaking of the Punisher, we finally have the Punisher in this episode. Uh, we finally have him in a full costume. So uh, he he gets his skull uh, painted on his costume. That's quite cool. He does, yeah, and comes in to help out Electra and uh, and Matt um, in in their fight against the Hand, which is. Very, very cool. Standing on the top of the building, taking out members of the hand with his gun. Uh, I was waiting for him to just kind of send a little wave goodbye to Matt. See you later. <laughs> um, he says it, though. He, he says, see you again. See you later. <laughs> see you later, Red. Red, yeah. yeah. I like his nickname. Yeah, that's quite cool. But he also burns down the house, the family home. Uh, the other big yeah. thing for, for Frank, that he's effectively cutting all ties with his past and all everything that he left behind yeah. uh, where, with his family. Um, one... Slight thing, and we mentioned this while watching the episode, John. So just to bring it in here, how long does it take to heal a, a, a black eye um, and bruised face? <laughs> he looks so beat up yeah. and bruised. And I know it's from the beating in in prison from the kingpin, the one that the kingpin gave him. But we started out in our first episode saying that we thought this was around St Patrick's Day because of probably just because it was full of Irish people and it was being released on the eighteenth of March. Um, we're now at Christmas. Um, We've gone through summer because of the heat. That, that's yes. been referenced. It mentioned in the first episode that there's a, a, a heat wave of over 120 degrees, so you'd think that's the summertime. So if this is six months of time in Hell's Kitchen, and he got the beating about two months in, 
you'd think that would have been healed, wouldn't you? Yeah, and we, but Matt heals twice as fast as him as well. Yes, yes. I was like, Matt had a cut and then he'd gone. I was like, oh, come I think they just will perpetually have him in like kind of black and just blue. Beaten. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's like, that's how you know he's there. Like, he has like a swollen eye out to here. But yes, great to, great to have the Punisher in this episode proper, finally seeing what he looks like. I think I mentioned last episode when he walked into the armory that we got a bit of a theme tune for the Punisher that kind of comes back in this episode as well. Really looking forward to getting the soundtrack for this series because some of the music cues have been really good. So, um, But yeah, really nice to have the Punisher in here. Yeah, the little disc as well. Don't forget the little disc. You go right ahead, John. No, well, I it, no, it's not. I wasn't going to bring in um, the the disc, but um, it was actually the reveal of um, of uh, Daredevil to Karen. But also, does the Punisher now know who Red is? Mm. Because um, Matt's the the mask is 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 knocked off his head um, by uh, Nobu yeah. in the fight, and obviously Frank has got a a, a a sniper rifle. He's got a sight. He's taken out the ninjas. Absolutely. Does he see who um, Daredevil actually is in in that instant? I think that'd be really cool if he did. That he mm-hmm. knows his true identity. But obviously, then as well, the other part of this is that Matt is then reveals that he is Daredevil to to Karen as well. Yeah. Um, which I thought was an interesting thing to to do. It certainly um, pushes a season three, any potential for a season three, down a certain route uh, mm. in terms of their relationship, um, which I suppose we could have a good uh, idea of maybe um, where that goes. Um, certainly, um, <laughs> again, drugs. So we are we are twenty six episodes into our coverage of Daredevil, and I think when we got introduced to Karen Page in the first episode. Both of these guys are like, yeah, she's going to die of a drug overdose. And that's yep. kind of, and born that again. It. It 26, 26 episodes in. We still haven't yeah. had her even touching drugs. We've had her, uh, we had her taking lots of whiskey, uh, like getting drunk. We've, we've had the fact that she, uh, possibly was in a drink driving accident with her brother, um, where he was uh-huh. killed. We've had that alluded to, but her big storyline that the one that uh, comic book fans know has not been shown on the show yet. Or even hinted at, uh, other than there's a dark past. So uh, we will hopefully get that at some point. But I'm wondering whether it's going to be something that they'll, that they'll leave for like season five. So uh, next season, no mention of the uh, of the drugs unless it's actually brought up on the show. Right? That's, yeah, no, uh, that's the one. I, I, I like the fact <laughs> that sort of Punisher could know his identity, mm-hmm. um, and I thought it was an interesting choice, as I say, to really um, have Matt reveal his alter ego to Karen and mm-hmm. um, certainly given that he's just laid Electra in the ground I mean I didn't quite know what the yeah. mo- motives were was it to sort of buy back her trust and just simply that and friendship by that sort of sort of trying to earn that back from her yeah and um, or I was thinking oh well <laughs> Electra's dead now so I'll go back to Karen given that they had the intimate relationship beforehand. Yeah. I don't think it is that, but um, it was an interesting choice to, to make and a real big one mm-hmm. in, in such a short space of time as well, I thought. Absolutely. I think I think it's to do with the conversation that he has with Stick, where he's effectively saying, you told me to cut ties with everybody. Myself and Electra only had moments over the years, and he's effectively, by revealing himself to Karen, he's creating a new relationship with her. He's starting again and going, you need to know who I really am, so I don't have to tell you I fell down the stairs drunk again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. That's got to be wearing on him at this stage. I'm not an alcoholic, actually. Uh, I'm, but I do fall I'm over quite alcohol. a lot. Yes, I get punched and uh, fall over quite a lot. Um, right, let's go on to the disc, then. Let's quickly talk about the disc uh, that 
that's Frag takes, yeah. Easter uh, eggs. Come yeah, on, no, yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to give this to you one. All right. Um, so it's gone around all three of us. I'll take it back then. Uh, so <laughs> my, Microchip is the partner of Frank Castle in the comic books. He's, uh, he's generally the kind of source of all of Frank's information, his uh, his targets, the people that he goes after. So having this effectively is, is Punisher has got some information about Kandahar, about his past, about the people that were in the force with, uh, with uh, the colonel. Uh, that we saw last episode, yeah. uh, Blacksmith, that's it, the Blacksmith. Um, so Frank is effectively now created, he's got his mission disc, basically, so he's going to go off, use this disc to find out a bit more about his history and take out some uh, some of the bad guys. But I like that it was it had Micro written on it, I like that it's a reference to, to Microchip from the comic books, that's quite cool. But who uses CDs these days? Not everything's See, in the cloud. No, yeah, no, but, no. But, but, but it's like, off grid. Yes. Yeah, but you can use a USB you can hide a USB just as easy. Depends on when Kandahar happened, Chris. Yeah. This could be something from Kandahar, which is... In the 80s. Uh, it could be in the 80s. Or the 90s. 80s would be like an old floppy disk. The whole season of Punisher 1 is him trying to find a device that will actually like, <laughs> be able to read the <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, maybe it's just old school. It could be. Grid, old school. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go into one thing you just really mentioned, and this is something that annoyed me in this, but I haven't, didn't get discussed it last episode, obviously, because I was flying mm-hmm. elsewhere. Um, oh, you're a superhero. Exactly. You I was all by the way, that was awesome. Uh, editing. Yeah. Um, so the armory mm-hmm. he finds in yes. the blacksmith. Yes. That's not really well explained. No. No. See, <laughs> it's just, it, they, there's the car crash. Mm-hmm. And then she follows the blood, mm-hmm. and it's just like he's trying to run away yeah. from the Punisher. Mm-hmm. But it's just a random shack yep. in the. It's obviously not a random shack in the woods. Yeah. So, but is that part is explained? So the only the only we did have to watch it off obviously a couple of times before the episode, and the one thing that kind of stands out is the reason for the car crash. It's not a car crash. It's not. It's not an accident. That no, no, he does. He tells her to stop right there. So that's we know that that's the blacksmith's location that he's bringing her to he's got this uh off-site shed effectively with all the weapons that he stores for his group uh, that's why the armory is so yeah. big and so full of awesomeness um, but the that's that's where it's kept away from his family home effectively so he's made her drive there and he's going to kill her yeah. in there is the plan um but yeah you're right when you think it, about when it you, when you watch it a second or third time i would hate to have watched these 30 episodes back to back in a day because there's so much stuff that you pick up yeah. by the second watch yeah. yeah yeah but for this was like literally i thought he was trying to pull over mm-hmm. so he could shoot her just in in the woods Kind of like that's right. what it was going to seem to me. It's like pull over here. It's a nice dark area. I'm going to kill you. You're right. Yeah. Nope. He's taking her. So for the whole thing for me was oh it's just a shit. Sh-. So basically he just th- kind of stumbled upon a redneck arsenal. <laughs> that's where my head went. Yeah. And no, I was like I I had the same thing. I immediately thought horror movie. Yeah. I immediately thought this is where you're sort of walking, hiking through the woods, mm-hmm. and you come across this shed. You look in. You find this armory. Next thing, your head is on a spike. Right. <laughs> um, definitely. Yeah. 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 Leatherface is running through. <laughs> yeah. It's like Leatherface versus Punisher. Mm-hmm. Be amazing. <laughs> that would be pretty that would cool. be a cool crossover. Um. Okay, I'm going to go on to one of my other points. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, by the way, guys, sorry, my notes are on my phone. That's why. I, <laughs> He's uh, the only one allowed. I keep phone. taking it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, everything's in the cloud. Um, my thing. I'm off grid on paper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like <laughs> Um 
we do, I, I know I usually I bash Karen a lot, and I'm sorry, uh, I do a lot on the, this this uh, series. Um, I have a massive issue. Yeah, I have a massive issue Let with the out. bulletin Let right now. Mm-hmm. They have basically taken on an unproven journalist who was with the, writer's uh, block with with writer's block <laughs> who. Who was a, a, a legal assistant? Mm-hmm. Put her in a massive office that was probably like was obviously for one of their Pulitzer winning mm-hmm. uh, reporters. Put her in there, let her go, away, and then he's like going, "Yeah, go go write me an amazing story." Yeah, I'm holding area on the front page of the Sunday issue. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know. I was like. We discussed it two episodes ago. This is a, this was a way for them to keep the news element, the investigatory element, into the series and mm. the show. And obviously, they didn't know that this was happening. They didn't know that um, that they would get a second season or a third season. So yeah. that's yeah. fine. We understand that. There's a better way of doing it. It really, really, really annoyed me <laughs> yeah. in this episode. It was like, and cause when she was staring at that thing, I'm going, yes, you are getting writer's block because you're not a professional journalist. Absolutely. Well, I thought she had the most understanding boss ever because <laughs> if I didn't produce anything for three months, I would be fired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want one article. I'm like, I'm going to work with the bulletin. One every three months. Yeah, I can but I liked how it linked into the voiceover of her and and her sort of narrative Absolutely. as we see all these kind of tiles. Yeah. I, I mean, it, okay. it was good as for that device, mm. but maybe she could have been in a back office rather than, as you say, Ben Urich's, um But it, it felt like Ben Urich's office it seems to be some kind of um, a tribute to Ben because nothing's been moved since he left, so nobody wants that office. <laughs> that's, that's what I think. It's like a shrine to Ben. You can go work in the office. People with who but... work in that office die. So <laughs> season three, Karen Page, drugs. Yeah. Okay. After this episode, no more. Um, but yes, I'm going to agree with you on this. Yay! Uh, yes, so the, the one... <laughs> Big problem here, uh, and I think one of our one of our uh, listeners, Doug Green, mentioned it uh, in, a, in a message to us that we talked about last week on Twitter. She's not a reporter. Um, now she's not even a writer. Uh, why is she there? Um, I love the moment when uh, when the editor, the chief editor of yeah, uh, on the Bolton, Ellison, when he says to her. Um, she goes, oh, well, I don't know whether to, whether to start with uh, about the attack that Frank had or whether about the, about the case. And he goes, well, they're not news anymore. It's like what he's actually saying is when I hired you, those were news stories. Yep. That would have been great if you'd wrote about those <laughs> three months ago. But they've all been reported. Why would Can you write me something new from your point of view that people would actually be interested in reading? Because I'd read something that you wrote. If you write something, I'll pay you, kind of thing. And I think that actually that bottle of whiskey is actually her pay for the first three months because he can't be paying her anything else. He can't no. be on retainer for no words at all. But also the the, the the article she did write, let's be fair, it was eight lines. <laughs> it was probably like this. <laughs> I was like, if they had it in a nice kind of full-on monologue mm-hmm. uh, with the voiceover, then I'd be like, so or, she wrote a full like uh, one-page essay. That's okay. But then, I like how the the editor Ellison, how he gets really strict. I want two thousand lines before Santa arrives, yeah. like, and it is Christmas Eve, and you're like going, and it's nighttime, and the lights are sparkling, and I just think, so now you're getting strict with her. 
But since Santa's a fictional character, sorry, kids. Spoilers. a fictional character, has he just given her a deadline that doesn't actually mean anything? I need two thousand words before this fictional character comes to life <laughs> well, and arrives. And, you know, I can't it. believe you've just ruined my life by saying Santa's not. Well, real. man, Santa's in the Marvel universe, so I'm just mm-hmm. saying we're in the Marvel yeah. universe. MCU yeah. have and the MC the the MCU EU. We're going in the MCU or the. No, that's the DCEU. Yeah. It's, uh, it's MCU. So what are, we, what are we actually calling the Netflix universe? It's, it's MCU. It's, it's, it's MCU. It's, it's all together. Yeah. Okay, oh, MCU. It's all connected. Slash Netflix. Yeah. yeah. With, um, with Disney, with Star Wars, all that. It's all connected. <laughs> no, it's yeah. All connected. Luke Skywalker is just kind of TIE fighter just crashes <laughs> into my hand. Um, I hope not. No, but anyway, that was my kind of overall point. It was <laughs> just, they, they, this grated on me. It's just that throughout the, she is a good invest investigator. Yeah, yeah. So she yeah. should kind of link up with Jessica Jones. That would have made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, researcher, a researcher, investigator, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. a detective, kind of a private PI. Yeah, and I like how they clarified that in her context in the law firm with with Nelson and Murdoch. I, I really like the fact that you know she's just got this knack for getting to um, bits of information and the truth, Absolutely. and and then well, that all she made just falls into it a lot. Of yeah, it. I mean that all made sense f- for me, mm-hmm. and then they obviously with the storyline and and how it's transpired with um uh, with Matt and and Foggy, mm-hmm. then obviously that that's collapsed, but she finds herself then in a totally unrealistic, yeah. like she's a researcher, not the next big journalist and and that's her working with Ellison more closely and even him doing the narrative would have worked because I quite like Ellison uh, in in this um, season I like his like sort of uh, wit and his sarcasm yeah, towards it. I just think it, it really works um, um, for for his character and it would have been nice that they kind of team up um, and you see a bit of that more so, I think. And maybe he's writing the article and how, you know, someone who's sort of, sort of outside of, of that yeah, um, has an, that external view. Or an actual journalist, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that's the main part. <laughs> I'm out of points. I've, I've gone through my full five points. John, do you have a final point? Oh, I do. Oh, oh, I do. Um, Nobu, dead. Mm-hmm. RIP, Nobu. Um, but I just, loved it i love uh, i'm 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 sad that he is dead and that he's actually finally now gone but um i i loved how he was just whipped off the roof by by murdoch in this like rage using his new billy clubs and, and the the swingy things mm-hmm. and the wire in between but then just um he wakes up and i love the fact that it's stick that delivers oh. the the final slice and stab um, and lops off his head and, you know, you piece of shit, stay down mm-hmm. for good kind of thing. Absolutely loved it. I just love Stick as well in this. But he looks like a hobo that's just crawled out of a dumpster um, <laughs> with Katana in hand. Um, I just really like that scene where he's Absolutely. walking away from his 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 killing of uh, Nobu. I was going to say Nobu again. Um, you got through it. No. You nearly got through the whole episode. Queen Amidala comes out of the dumpster and no. goes, in my mind, you were wrong. <laughs> and this is why we edit. And we sound yeah. so much better when we're not live. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it, I just, I, I thought, you know, RIP uh, Nobu, 
loved the character. Absolutely. Um, and I think with head off, unless we do have a Marvel zombie, oh no, he's even dead as a zombie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He's definitely he's gone. gone. So, um, like, I'm sad to see him go as a character. I really like Nobu's character. I thought it was a real nice menace that he brought, as, especially to Daredevil. I like, you know, I love some of the, the 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 lines he delivered on that rooftop battle. You know, she belongs to me, and you are going to, uh, and you are gone or something. Like he's he's really wants Daredevil out of the picture. I I love that sort of that attack on Daredevil, kind of Wilson Fisk esque in a sense. Mm. You know, he's got someone after him, and it's a powerful person in this sense. Um. Daredevil really does get the better of him, and little does he know that sticks the stab, oh, slice, so um, you know. So what a way to end 300 years, uh, you know. Of, of, of feuding, of, exactly. You know, it's, that's it. Not this time, mate. Uh, you know. I, did anyone else feel like there should have been some, like, electricity start sparking as soon as the head went off, and then it's like, there can be only one. <laughs> Come on, the trench coat, the katana, it's, it was pure Highlander nod. I can see, I can see yeah. what you're talking about, yeah, no, yeah, I can see what you mean. It was like, what was his name? Christopher... What? I don't know. Sorry, Lloyd. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd. Yes. Yeah. It's like, literally, like, the, the, the brown trench coat mm-hmm. in New York, New York, he behead a guy and walk away, and then he stores the katana here. <laughs> I was like, I, I, was like, I literally it. was going, I was like, there can be only one. <laughs> I can't even remember the music, but I have it in my head. It was like, ah. I remember that's the quickening. I don't know how I remember that. But, oh my uh, God, that yes. yes. Anyway, yes, really good. Really nice reference, definitely. Uh, Chris, do you have any final points? Uh, I do. Um, and this is actually, thing. this is the last time we'll see Josie's. That's right. Yes. Mm, yeah. It's the end of Josie's. Yeah, that was R.I.P. Josie's. Yeah. That's a really nice scene, though. It um, was. Yeah. The, with Foggy getting his like bonus, he's able to pay off the tab, mm-hmm. which actually, this is the real part of me, the point I should say. This is the end. They, they, they're killing off, I suppose killing off is the wrong word. They're, they're closing down a lot of threads. Mm-hmm. And one of the one that I actually was more emotional than I thought I would be about was, and that I cared more about than even Lecture's death, because mm-hmm. I think I knew that was coming, was that, I always thought they'd fix Nelson and Murdoch by yeah. the end of this yes. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like last episode, did you want me to try and stop you from going? When yeah, he says yeah. that in the office. And then I was expecting, like, when in that bar scene, just before the tab was closed, Matt mm-hmm. would come in. Or uh, Foggy to be in there with Karen in the office when yeah. he shows her and goes, there's no more secrets between all of us. Yeah. I was expecting... That to be wrapped up a bit more. Yeah. But like, okay. I know we discussed okay, maybe because Foggy's going to be an Iron Fist or maybe in Luke Cage now or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Uh, he probably could even be in um, the Jessica Jones season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he could the, run for DA. Yeah. There's, there's all opening. there's all that. But I wanted, yeah. I wanted that back together. That's the bit I one of the bits yeah. I love about the Daredevil comics. I'm kind of glad they didn't. I have to say, Why? because um, we had the breakup and get back together in season one. They broke up in episode eight or nine of season one and got back together in episode 11. And they had the last two episodes back together as Nelson, as, as Nelson Murdoch. Um, this season, we show the breakup. We show the fact that these guys can't work together for a while. Um, I think Foggy needs some time away where we should be expanding. He needs a, space. Yeah, but, <laughs> but we should, well, they we're ha- on a break. Yeah, but we should be expanding the show. We can't have the characters yeah. do the same thing over and over again. So we need to have Foggy do something else other than 
be there to take the legal cases for for Matt. Maybe he can actually have some legal cases on his own next season working for uh, Hogarth Benowitz mm. and the other one. Um, and obviously Nelson. Um, but maybe he will have some big moments next season, which are just about Foggy, which aren't about uh, Daredevil. It's, it's nice to kind of expand the cast of characters and let them do other things other than just follow what's happening in Matt's universe, I suppose. And I like the fact that him and Karen are still relatively tight as well. You know, that <laughs> you're still my friends. You know, it doesn't change the fact that they could um, interact and work together in some way, even with Matt. And mm-hmm. um, the thing I'm, you know, and I'm kind of looking forward to that, seeing them operate as that threesome, but just um, outside of the attorney practice. Exactly, just a different, a bit of a different way. Um, I have to say, fair dues to Josie herself, uh, the actress in the scene. She doesn't. She has a little line, I think, um, when he calls her and says, uh, "Remember that tab, Josie, that we have for for Murdoch and Nelson?" And she kind of goes, "Yeah, okay, I'll put them, put it on the tab." Uh, there is a sign behind in the bar that says, uh, "Only cash, uh, no credit." No credit cards. So showing that uh, Nelson and Murdoch are valued customers of the bar, she just kind of says, yeah, I'll put it on the tab. And then he says, no, we want to pay it off. There's a little bit of sadness in her eyes. Yeah. Weirdly, it's a really good little moment for a bit part actress in the in the scene to just display that kind of sadness of, oh, okay, I guess we're not going to get the free law practice anymore. Uh, that works upstairs. Um, we don't, <laughs> you know, I'm going to get paid for this tab, which must be uh, must run pretty. Yeah, I go like I, I I drank in the the states for a week there. I know how much that costs. So I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. The tab and uh, sorry, the tip must be massive. Yes, absolutely. Ten percent on everything. 10% absolutely. On everything. But I think that's it for the overall uh, points on the episode. Just before, just before oh, yeah. they showed the scene, the neon Josies. Yeah. Do you remember the the Do you remember the 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 teaser for Luke for mm-hmm. Jessica Jones where he went to Luke's? Yeah. I was expecting Josies to flicker off yeah. at the end because yeah. it started flickering, and I was like, "Are they, they going to close okay. it?" And then that's the end of Josies. Yeah, yeah. That and would then, be a terrible thing if they closed the bar just because two customers left <laughs> maybe yeah. it, maybe it will blow up like maybe. uh luke's like or, may, or maybe luke will just buy it yeah. uh, <laughs> or maybe no, is josie is there. a they member of the hand no okay we're closing up closing up overall on the points for the episode any any other notes anything else anybody wants to say about the 13 13th episode i, I, I do um okay. i've got two notes mm. Foggy, foggy, <laughs> foggy. I, I really like that. I oh, thought yeah. that was quite cute. Um, yeah. That's my but first. He is blind. No, I know. So but like, no, but that's it, what they but have it was, on. It was the voice itself. It sounded a little bit like, and I don't know whether you'll get the reference on it. Actually, you'll definitely get the reference on it. It sounded a little bit like um, the Pixar movie. Um, yeah, Wally. Yeah, yeah. It sounded a little bit like. I, that. Thought, I just I thought know. it was really well, cute. I think that's actually like the that's, access, cool. that's the accessibility voice. Right, very they good can't because they can't use Siri's voice. They can't use Google uh, Google's voice. They can't use yeah. um, Cortana's voice. So that's I the, just thought it was cute. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. that's all. Um, no, because I've, I've actually I, I've, I've seen it work. Mm-hmm. Like I've tested that out before. Right. In terms of the accessibility, was you call someone? So I have had to go, John, John, Aww, John. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then quickly, did we have any Stan Lee cameo in this season? Um, okay, there's. Probably still his picture yeah. um, behind the, the 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 desk in the in the police precinct, mm-hmm. 
But um, there was no new ones, no. Um, and I didn't think I even caught the the police picture. Uh, but maybe it was the so I, I that was just a general question. Yeah, yeah. That we didn't get any form of Stanley cameo or new Stanley cameo uh, mm-hmm. in in this episode. That's correct. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. in this season. Let alone this episode. Yeah, no, that's correct. We got, uh, we got no, no new one, but I, I do think the photographs of the background, I, I kind of remember, uh, like episodes, episode two or something like that going, oh, well, there's the photograph again. Uh, but not expecting that that would be the cameo. Um, it was so, a very, it was a very small, it, we did see it, but it was very, very brief. It was just behind Mahoney was, early yeah. on in the season, I think. Um, any other notes about the episode? No, that's it. All right, well. Derek, have you got any, uh, Chris? I have some. You go first. No, no, you go no, right. Okay. No. So, uh, Potter and the Gladiator. Mm-hmm. We got more. Got the, the Gladiator poster the, again. Gladiator poster yeah. again. Yeah. Plus the the way he picked up the box. There was some more blueprints mm-hmm. on the desk. Couldn't really make out what it was. Very good. But yeah. I, I'm pretty sure All we're right. going to get Gladiator as a good guy in some point in mm-hmm. this. He'll get dressed up. And then Betsy will die and he'll turn bad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Pretty much. That's yeah. what Um, I got. The artist on, sorry, Daredevil issue number one, mm-hmm. right? It was Bill Everett. I, yes. I think I just earlier in this episode said Jack Kirby penciled. Uh, he didn't pencil issue number one. Right, yeah. That was, I got that wrong. And it was in 1964, sorry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, that's because Jack Kirby started penciling it later on, I believe. Right, right. But he was one of the originators. Cool. Um, okay. So, that's that one. Sorry, sorry, correction before someone writes back to me. <laughs> See, we normally um, do the corrections in the edit, which we can't do this yeah. time. So, yeah. yeah, so I just want to get it in there. Um, and that's pretty much it. Excellent. I just, yeah, no, I'll, I'll save it to my, that's my notes, but I'll save another thought to the end. Okay. Well, on that, as always, we will close out our episode with. Our defense. John, do you defend episode 13 of Daredevil Season 2, A Cold Day in Hell's Kitchen? I do. I do defend um, this episode of uh, Daredevil. I'm giving it four Nobu heads out of five. Um, <laughs> or I, Nobu heads. Or Nobu heads, Damn in it. fact. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought for the final episode, the wrap-up, I thought it was really good. I actually liked how they really just focused primarily on Electra and Matt mm-hmm. and and did the tie-ups at, at the end in the way that they did with the narrative uh, from from Karen uh, finally getting down to write her her piece. I really liked that. I, I liked that um, the Punisher made a, a brief little cameo in here with you know with his skull now. Um, and I I like the idea that maybe the Punisher knows who Red is as well. Um, I, I, whether he does or not, I don't know. But certainly, um, I like the idea that he could see through his sight that this was actually the lawyer dude. Um, so I, I, I love just the, the pro- mainly though, just how Electra and Matt interacted. It was really poignant. Um, it, it really just made sense for these two characters. And for that, I thought it was a really nice closeout to the season. Um, so, uh, yeah, I do defend this episode of, of Daredevil. Absolutely. Derek, do you defend this episode of Daredevil? Do you know what? I loved this episode overall. Finales are hard things. We've done five now, I think. Uh, Five season finales uh, so far on Defenders TV podcast. Uh, They're a tough thing to get right. Uh, Getting that balance right of build-up for the 12 episodes has to be to the finale. And then when you do that, you've also got to set up a next season. Um, bit difficult here, obviously, not knowing that we're going to have a season three Mm -hmm. of Daredevil. They've set up quite a lot of things to, to do, but... By focusing on those two characters of 
Matt and Electra in this episode. I really do think that they've done a great job of uh, finalizing the show. Uh, Definitely. And, and closing it out. Um, having that big moment right at the end as well of Electra is going to be coming back. She is the Kal-El of, uh, of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, she absolutely. is Superman. She's wrapped in her, uh, wrapped in her, uh, her red <laughs> cape, uh, about to be sent off to Krypton or coming back alive, one or the other. Yeah. Um, really cool. Yeah, but really, really like that moment. Um, we were, it was teased quite a lot that we were eventually going to see the team up of Punisher, Electra and Daredevil versus the hand. Really glad we actually didn't get that because it still doesn't make sense with the character of Frank Castle to actually walk into a battle side by side with the two of them. Uh, as we saw in the little gif trailer or the little short trailer. Um, I liked the idea that he just stood back and helped by taking, helped taking them out by, by, um, by using his sniper rifle. Uh, really good idea to have that as being the kind of team up in there. Uh, overall, loved it. A nice end for Stick as he walks yeah, off to, uh, yeah. to, uh, go and take out the rest of the hand with, uh, with a sword. Um, Karen has a nice end. Obviously, Foggy is now going to be working off with Hogarth. Nice, nice closeout for yeah. him as well. So overall, yeah, definitely defend the episode. Chris, do you defend this episode? What do you guys think? No, you yeah. no, 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 for <laughs> one. Um, okay, so while while Cold Day in uh, Hell's Kitchen, it was a glorified boss battle mm-hmm. in very in a lot of ways. It was, yeah, it, was cool. it was, it was like like but we all like boss. Yeah, battles. exactly. That's yeah. why I'm like we're all gamers. We love boss yeah. Battles. <laughs> I was I I it was chock block and full of a lot of other things. I think one of the biggest parts for me was the emotional connection between yeah. Electra. And Matt in that in that bookend scene with mm. that filler scene, not using filler in a bad way. Right. Okay. In in that it was it it, it filled the point of two action points. Mm-hmm. It telegraphed for me that she was like dead. Oh, she definitely. was dead. Yes. I was like, okay, because they're not going to have Matt leave and run off to Paris, mm-hmm. which I was like, okay, that, that's fine. We'll figure it out. Um. So um, the the closing of Foggy and um, Murdoch. Sorry, Foggy and Mur- Nelson and Murdoch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that did strike a chord with me. I wasn't too happy about that. Um, but I was, uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah. Um, especially with the Hogarth part. Um, Karen working for the Bulletin just really annoys me. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, I'm sorry, writers for season three, please just have her fired. Give her pink slipping on episode one. It just, <laughs> it's just, it's not, for a show about ninjas, I'm sorry, yeah, show about ninjas, I understand. Um, but we need, we need some, a bit more realism there in mm-hmm. that part. Do you think the, the voiceover at the end is her reading her five or six lines to the editor in his office and then after that it goes, kind of <laughs> <laughs> maybe. That would be amazing. That's the, that's the deleted scene. There you go. That's, um, that's the start of season three. It's just her reading that again and he goes, I told you 2000 words. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought you meant 2000 letters. Um, but that the pressure of it gets too much and she descends into drug abuse. <laughs> I do want to see that in season three. I want, mm. I want to see. Like, I think that's a really important arc for for Karen. Um, anyway, uh-huh. yeah, no, but overall, look, I, I I really do defend this this, this episode. Um, it was a nice end to a very up and down ninja filled season. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some slow elements. It was always the uh, cringy moments. Yep. But I mean, from a violence perspective, um, and yeah, no, I I think I would have preferred a bit more battle in the boss battle. Really, I think that's probably one of the only bits. It was, it was kind of a Nobu came out and said, 
uh, nobody else kills her but me kind of thing and all the hands step away and you go but there's hundreds of you, oh, you know, everything's better with hundreds of yeah, you because they were just they were just standing in a line yeah. and um, in my first watch uh, when we, the first time I watched it I fell asleep mm-hmm. for a few minutes and the point I woke up was them fighting and just like the four nin- five ninjas standing behind them mm-hmm. and I was like why are they just standing right, there right yeah. <laughs> like what just happened um, but yeah anyway so overall, yes, I defend this episode. Excellent. I think it was it it, it was a, it was an adequate, if not good to slash great. Yeah, yeah. Closing. I think I think uh, we have mentioned on a, on each of our podcasts about the finale episodes that it is difficult to do them. I yeah. think I think there's nothing. Massively. There's still nothing so far that's beaten Jessica Jones season one, the finale episode. That, that was is shocking, yeah. spectacular, yeah. really well put together, and for a show that. Um, that I absolutely love to, to close out that well was awesome. Yeah. This didn't have that much of an impact. Uh, that that sorry, as much of an impact as the Jessica Jones finale did. I liked it. It worked well in the show, and I'm looking forward to the next season or at least the next appearance of Daredevil Flash. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I think that's it for our coverage of Daredevil episode it's 13. Over. Um, we didn't get a huge amount of feedback in uh, before this episode. The feedback that we did get this week, weirdly, after 13 episodes, is the things we got wrong. Oh. Um, so our first, our first <laughs> feedback came in from Doug Green, who mentioned the fact that I did, in fact, get it wrong, that Claire Temple has killed before. Uh, she's now actually a serial killer. Yes. No, she's killed two people. Uh, one is obviously the the, uh, the hand ninja, who she threw out of the hospital uh, window in episode uh, episode nine. She's dead but, already, though. So um, yeah, they're all they're all zombies. But she, in fact, she did kill someone much more violently uh, in season one when she got kidnapped by the Russians uh, in the taxi firm. Uh, when Daredevil saves her in the taxi firm, yes. she kills one of the Russians. So thanks so much for pointing that out, uh, Doug. Uh, one other thing we also got wrong in an argument, which I think I heavily edited to make it sound like you were more confident about your answers as well. But, Doug, <laughs> but David, <laughs> David Wang uh, pointed out that your discussion about um, the FBI and uh, the CIA and where they're based, uh, whether it be Quantico or Langley, Langley was completely incorrect. Unfortunately, uh, we kind of gave it to John as being the winner on that one. Chris was actually right. Yeah. Yes. So thanks for pointing that one out, David. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is there anything else that we've gotten wrong that you can remember from the season? Because we got quite a lot of uh, pro- projections that we did over the course of the 13 episodes. Um, we projected a lot of things to happen for characters that didn't happen. Um, Time to own a couple. Of them, I, I think, think <laughs> the, 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 I can't, off the top of my head at this moment in time, I actually can't recall. I okay. think. We got something wrong with regards to Reyes, obviously. Yes. Um, we thought this was going to be some massive, huge, big bad. Yes. Um, was going to link in with registration, and it just didn't work out. She, instead, she got riddled with bullets. And <laughs> um, actually, that's the other thing. We don't know who that that sniper is. And mm. um, that wasn't revealed here at all. So it's still, and I'm still hoping that's um, Bullseye. Yeah. Absolutely. It's really cool because they, they can play with that a bit. They can either not do anything at all with it and just make it one of the men. Exactly. Blacksmith's group, or they can play with it and use this as uh, Blacksmith's And the other one was, I think I said that with, with Blake Tower, mm-hmm. that he runs against Foggy as the DA. Yeah, that could have worked, um, given now Reyes is out of the picture, um, that maybe it's still something that could happen, just yeah. not in this season. Um, he certainly survived um, the Punisher's retribution, yeah. from, from what we know. Um, maybe he could come back 
win the DA and then get taken out again by the Punisher yeah. uh, for his part in, in sort of getting him locked up. So that was um, one of the other things um, that we, well, like I got wrong yeah. in one of my projections. But it could still happen. Yeah, I think our projections on the blacksmith uh, really stand out to me because I think we thought it was everybody in yeah. the show. Uh, we even That's said true. Karen, I think, at one point. That would be amazing. <laughs> Is it anybody in the show? Oh, okay. Well, actually, we did get it right in the end, but probably more scattershot than we uh, than we would have been if we'd uh, focused on it. This guy, who was the blacksmith, who we found out in episode 12, is a reasonably well-known actor, seen him in other things before. There was no way he was only in it for one reason, and that one episode. So uh, we probably should have guessed that he was the blacksmith, but it yeah. was hidden a little. Yeah. So. No, it's, it's, it's kind of like Murder, She Wrote. It was like, you know, they always had that one guest in. Mm -hmm. He was kind of famous, and you're like, oh, he's the killer. Yeah, yeah. Or, or basically all the CSI shows. Yes. Uh, yeah. And quickly, quickly, Thoughts on season two as a whole, like just a, a yeah. quick thought, like Derek, what did you think overall? Like better than season one, same as season one, different from season one. Like, yeah, what for, did you think? For me, really, I loved that we got a much more super heroic version of Daredevil in this season. Get loads more of the comic book characters in here, and and obviously uh, having proper having Nobu back, having the hand, having Electra, having Stick back. Uh, all of those elements in this season felt much bigger than last season. Last season seemed to be much more focused on Matt's struggle. One of the things I found kind of weird was how much of the uh, the Christianity element was pulled out of this season, considering how central mm -hmm. it was to season one. Didn't see him go to church other than for one funeral. Um, you know, that he didn't go to confession at all. That seemed to be quite a central thing throughout season one. That that was so such a part of his life. He didn't seem to see a huge amount of it in this season. So, um, so different, definitely, but bigger and much more comic book uh, related for me. Very violent um, and very different from what we saw on Jessica Jones. So I really, really enjoyed the the series overall. But it didn't feel exactly the same as season one. Yeah, actually, interesting thing you talked there about the the whole um, Catholicism, the confessional, the, the church mm. and the priest as well, which we only saw, I think, once. But I mean, even when he was talking about Black Sky and he was saying, this may all be mystic mumbo jumbo, he, he's yeah. explaining to um, to Electra that you this might not even exist. I found weird coming from someone with such a deeply held religious belief. I, like, mm. It seemed at odds with his own belief in, in, in God, that yeah. you couldn't have um, some other form of, of deity that, that would be um, recognized. So I, I found that slightly oh, that's a, strange. That's a very strong Catholic belief. Their belief is right, yours is wrong. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> and, and actually, to the exclusion. Sorry, Catholics. <laughs> But to the exclusion, yeah, I know I, I understand the one true faith, that type of mm -hmm. perception of that, that, well, there's nothing else exists other than yeah. that. But still, um, I, I felt that that was strange. I mean, it was called out um, against him by the Punisher. Uh, by so, Stick, wasn't sorry, it? Sorry, yeah. by Stick, Your yeah. Your whole belief system um, is based on that person coming back from so the dead. So it, yeah. it, it's really, again, it was something I found interesting that that was the the view of, of, uh, of Matt Murdock with yeah. regards to this black sky absolutely yeah and overall on season three chris uh just sorry really oh, sorry. really quick season two season two, season two. yeah wow. even better um black sky mm -hmm. okay this is just literally hitting me didn't we have another black sky with the kid in the crate uh, yes we don't yeah. worry we did speak about it okay he wasn't actually black sky was he he was a black sky he was a black so sky. there's more than one black sky Okay, great. It's, it's one of the it's one of the things I mentioned uh, last week's episode for the listeners. If you if you heard that episode, uh, one of the things I did find a little bit weird was that there is suddenly this 
obviously we, we didn't know what Black Sky was in season one, but in season two we find out that there there is a whole um there's a whole religion based on yeah. the fact that she's going to lead the hand as the Black Sky. But there are other Black Skies. They've created tons of weapons around the world. They did mention that a couple of times. So if there's 60 or 70 of them, um, is Electra just a chosen Black Sky? Or, or the head Black or Sky? The head, how, how do they know out of all of the Black Skies that mm-hmm. are around? So, yeah, that didn't seem to fit. Yeah, it wasn't no. explained as well as yeah. it could have been on the show. Um, yeah, no. But overall, um, Origin 2.0, mm-hmm. very much. Um, so first 13 episodes... Uh, we saw uh, the origin of the man in black to become Daredevil, the, the Devil of Hell's Kitchen. Um, season two, the next thirteen episodes, we saw the the Devil of Hell's Kitchen become Daredevil. Yeah. Um, where yeah, he literally yeah, he still upgraded his suit. He fighting style changed. Um, the the his, his enemies were born or raised. Depending on what it was, yeah. Um, uh, the everything's better with ninjas, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, but then also, we got his Billy Clubs in the swinging and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, better, I, 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 I don't, I, I think, yes, right. I think I'm, I'm happier mm. again, more because it went more towards the comic book element, right? Um, which is always good. Um, but it's hard to judge. No, definitely no Jessica Jones. Yeah, but I don't know. Come back to me when we, we, in a, one of our following podcasts. We'll do. We'll do. I'll rank. I'll rank them somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to think of through. But it, I, in my head, it's not worse. No, it's different, and I'm glad that we got yeah. to see another series. Yes, I think that's kind of where I am. Yeah, I yeah. think. I, I, but I, yeah, I think I was. I would have been happier just having to. Yeah, I, I, I leaves a lot of too many open questions if we have to get a season three. Of course. Absolutely. Of course. Well, I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't think other than, um, I think maybe one episode, but even then, I think it was absolutely solid all the way through. Mm-hmm. I think so was season one. I, I like them for different reasons. So I think it is more that season two was different, but I thought it was slightly more rounded better rounded for every one of the main cast mm-hmm. in the sense that like i thought they've just really handled electra uh, daredevil but then karen and foggy much better and then you have the punisher oh, um coming in so like there's five I, big characters yeah and of really. course then yeah for me standout was keeping kingpin uh secret and those two episodes where he's in mm-hmm. uh, and the reveal of him at the end of um uh, one of the episodes like to me they were sort of the three best in, mm. in, in a row mm. i think certainly the violence was amped up definitely i loved as well that nobu came back as well like for me really great character so um yeah season two i thought was really good i, yeah. I liked how nelson and karen both had a much clearer story yeah. and part to play in all of this and yeah. um, Still slightly divorced from uh, Daredevil's um, world. Mm. Uh, even even Foggy, even though he knows. Um, but I love the, the consequences that occurred for this. I like the fact that they kind of destroyed those relationships Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Um, I thought that was an interesting way to go. Um, and Because it, it made it sad that Nelson and Murdoch um, di- don't come back from the dead. Yes. That that yeah. practice is gone. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, a really good season. I really, really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Well, that's it for Daredevil Season 2, uh, coverage of the 13 episodes of the show. We are going on a break, as I mentioned at the beginning of the, of the episode. We will be going on a break. Our next official 
guaranteed podcasts for Defenders TV podcast is obviously going to be Luke Cage coming out 30th of September. Um, just wanted to quickly mention to the listeners who may not have heard the other little things that we'll be doing throughout uh, throughout the summertime. Uh, we will be going on a break, so don't expect anything from us too quickly. But uh, we do expect to be covering um, X-Men, yep. the new X-Men film in the pocket, yes. which none of us have actually seen just yet. I know. <laughs> I know. We will get there. But we have a bit of time to go and see it, yeah. which is good. Uh, we'll be covering that. We also want to cover the 1978 uh, Doctor Strange pilot. We um, will okay. be covering. We will be covering that. Yes. We're we also going to be covering the uh, Doctor Strange animated movie. We will be yes. covering because we, we have to indoctrinate. We have to indoctrinate Chris. Oh my god! Um, in, into the mystical realm. Everything. It all leads to, to Doctor Strange, October 2016. Yes. If you're lucky enough to be in Europe, or November 2016, if you're in the US, that's right, and that's right. Canada. God help them when literally Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming comes out, because then I'm just going to... Exactly. Everything's going to Homecoming. Your revenge. Everything needs to Homecoming sounds so much better as well. I, I, think, <laughs> I think I might be waiting a long time for Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury and then movie that's to That's gone. That's been... That's yeah. done. Sorry. But hey, I have Captain America, the best movies in the Marvel Universe. So yeah. anyway, thank you so much for joining us, <laughs> listeners. Great to have you on board. We did go a little bit over time, but uh, hopefully you didn't mind us uh, chatting about a bit more about this season of Daredevil. Absolutely. And you can obviously pick um this uh this live stream and podcast up at defenders tv podcast.com forward slash iTunes or any other good podcast catcher. Mm -hmm. And you can watch the video of it over on YouTube, which is uh which it'll be available yeah. right now. Uh, we'll have the audio of the we'll have the audio of the podcast out uh, later on in the week uh, on our normal channels. Just go to uh, the iTunes link that John gave, uh, defenderstvpodcast.com slash iTunes, or you can subscribe over on Android if you're not an Apple user just by searching Defenders TV Podcast. But more importantly, it's going to be edited because Derek needs to edit it. May not edit it. You never know. <gasps> but I will probably be adding the music in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you so much for joining us for this season. It's been great fun talking with you guys. Thanks Absolutely. so much for all the work thank that you, you guys we're, so we're not seeing, I'm not seeing them again for like, <laughs> months now they're like just like they're they're kicking me away that's it yeah. but thank you guys so much for all the work you've done uh for the episodes thanks for your synopsis john thanks for your insightful thought chris thanks so much for joining us listeners and thanks to one final thanks to our cat charlie who uh, has been involved in pretty much every episode he's made a noise it is not to charlie to charlie apologies yeah. uh one final thanks to him for getting out of the room this episode yeah, <laughs> yeah you're Absolutely. pretty sure you wanted to see him just one behind my uh -huh. neck so Thanks. we will <laughs> lick. <laughs> so we will definitely, definitely be back um, with Defenders TV podcast over the summer with, with the three films, mm -hmm. um, and also then back for a prolonged period for Luke Cage from the thirty first of September. Um, Sorry, 30th of September. Sorry. Um, so again, thank you so much for listening as always and watching, in fact, now. Um, thank you. As always, um, it's been a pleasure, um, and we will speak with you next time. But don't forget, we're still going to be around the group. Mm -hmm. We're going to be there, so keep talking with us there, posting cool things you see. We're going to probably, I'm going to actually go back through some of my favorite kind of Marvel comic books over the kind of course of the summer, mm -hmm. um, especially since Comicsology are doing their um their version of unlimited mm, that um, is so true. I'm, yeah i'm gonna go through i'm gonna go back through a lot of my favorite stories yeah and i might just start posting kind of 
what do you guys think of this? We could do a reading group. Who knows? Yeah, Come up with ideas. What do you want to see on that group? And yeah. we'll we'll see what's doable. So we'll you'll be taking holidays. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> you, you just need to join us over on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash defenders TV podcast. Just so you, everything that we post on there. We're definitely not going to be quiet on there. I, I need something to keep my hands occupied anyway. So uh, I always post stuff on there and as as do the guys. So join us over there. Uh, thanks so much for being here. Anything else you want to close out? What are you gonna what's the next thing you're going to do, John? What's 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 the thing you've you've been missing that I haven't allowed you to do while we've been podcasting these last 40 episodes that you're gonna do next? Penny Dreadful. There you go. Thought so. I thought so. Chris, season three. Season three of Penny Dreadful. Josh Hartnett. <laughs> Chris, what's your what's your next thing that you've got to catch up on that you haven't been able to catch up so on? So much games. Mm. My gaming backlog is horrible right now. <laughs> it really that's is. That's always the way. That's always No, I know. I've got like five, six. Like, I still need to just like midway complete. So I'm like, oh, I just <laughs> need to kind of platinum them around at this point. I am going to play Uncharted 4 all over again. Excellent. Mm. Fab. Excellent. Mm. And for me, it's comics. I'm just missing out on my comic books. Haven't read much in a long time. The new Captain America, Steve Rogers, number one. We didn't talk about not it. going to spoil it at all. Oh, well, to, well, it's been spoiled already. You've got to actually read the issue. <laughs> there is a line at the end that may have been spoiled, but the issue is really, really interesting. That was awesome. DC Rebirth just came out this week as well. Shockingly good. Uh, really <laughs> shockingly. Good. Like, shockingly good, as in... It's great, but not a I shock that it's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the first part. Well, it's, like shock, it's a good. Uh, so I'm I'm really looking forward <laughs> to getting back onto the comics. As Chris mentioned, if you want to join us over in the Facebook group, send me some suggestions on comic books to uh, to read. I'm, I'm really looking forward to catching up on some good stuff. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. Watch Preacher and read oh, Preacher. Oh, yes, Preacher, Preacher as well. Preacher is very yeah, yeah. good. Preacher, Just, Preacher, uh, Preacher. And send us your thoughts. If it um, wasn't on Amazon Prime. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Thank you again so much for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.